So here we are. It's another exciting and important edition of the Thought Police, uh, which is getting more and more traction, getting more and more followers on Twitter, getting more and more downloads, getting more and more subscriptions. So thank you to everybody uh, who's been listening to it and enjoying it. Uh, And welcome to yet another fucking superb edition of the greatest podcast ever. Kevin O'Sullivan's here. Uh, I'm Mike Graham. So another bloody four weeks to go then. Yeah, it's getting more and more fucking angry as well. (laughs) Fucking sick of this. Oh, fucking Johnson's going to come in. I'll tell you what, I had a lot of trouble not swearing the other other day. I heard you, yeah. I was about to just go, you fucking cunts. What the fuck do you think you're doing? (laughs) You just do it on the radio. Can you imagine? Right, good morning. Good morning. Uh, Welcome to the radio. That fucking cunt Johnson. (laughs) He is a fucking cunt. Well, I don't know what the fuck he's thinking. I mean, there is no way that we need to wait another four weeks. It's baffling, Mike. It's absolutely baffling. You know... More and more people have been vaccinated. Over the next... Uh, don't forget, we're not even at June the 21st yet. No. That's still two weeks That's, away. Well, it's so only it, one week away, isn't it? it was, it's hundreds of thousands of people will be... Uh, probably millions will be vaccinated more by the time we get there. And then the road forward after that will be more and more vaccinations. So why are we going to wait till July the 19th? It doesn't make any sense. It makes absolutely no fucking sense whatsoever. And I mean, the numbers game doesn't work. You know, you'll notice they've gone now back to percentages rather than actual figures because the percentages are so low uh, on the numbers rather are so low that it sounds better if you say, oh, it's gone up 32%. Oh yeah, well that means you've, you used to have you know you used to have ten now you got thirteen. Yeah, you know it's pollocks, isn't exactly, it? Exactly, exactly. Was it hospitalisations in the northeast? But I can't. Went I, from I, I've, five I've to lost eight. the fucking plot with witty and Valence now as well. Um, well, there's no Next doubt. Slide, please. Next slide. Fuck off. I mean, uh, really? But they, you know, they. We know that they use behavioural techniques. Can't we put them on furlough? Well, yeah. It's fucking witty. Well, they're, no, they're going to abandon that in September, <laughs> aren't they? They're, but they use behavioural techniques to terrify the nation and they're still doing it. Uh, and we've got to stop doing it. It's yeah, I've got some fucking behavioural joke. fucking techniques. Yeah, boy. so have I. You I mean, know. for Christ's sort sake. Sort your shit out or else got, you know, the fucking hospital numbers will be going We've got up. to seize the fucking day and get back to normal. Uh, Boris is going to be terrified into not doing that forevermore. Yeah. He's using exactly the same words about July the 19th that he used about Ju- June mm. the 21st when he said, I can see no reason uh, with the data, the way it's progressing, yeah. for that we won't be out full freedom back on June. Ch- June the 21st. It's he's not now, happen, is it? He's now saying exactly the same about July the 9th. I mean, I've now lost all faith. I literally had, had some that I thought... I, I really didn't think he was going to blow it on June the 21st. I yeah. wasn't one of those people. I know some people said, look, it's never going to happen. They're not going to lift it. But now I'm with them. I'm thinking, I can't see him lifting it on July the 19th either. Yeah, he's He'll gonna find some up. other fucking reason. Of course. They're, they're, look, the 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 special, definitely the sage guys, certain members of the cabinet... Uh, as well, they're enjoying playing pandemic. You know, puts them in the well, sunshine. Well, loves it, doesn't he? Yeah, they're enjoying. They puts them in the sunshine, puts them in the limelight. Always on the telly. They're loving it. Well, the population of this country, I think, are sick of playing fucking pandemic. They are, uh, and we want out. Well, it's not just they're sick of it. It's not just we're sick of it. We need to make some fucking money in this country. I was in a cab yesterday uh, and the guy was like, you know, I only work two days a week now because there's not enough business. And he says, you know, unless the tourists come back, and this is the bit that nobody talks about, yeah. right? Tourism is what Britain is all about. Never mind going to countries on holiday. What about the people that come here? 
I think it's twenty-three million pounds a day. Mm, yeah, we should be making from American tourists alone, right? Yeah, and we're not making that because yeah. they're not coming here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking to James Chiaverini today. He's mates in, hosp- in in hotels up and down the city and up and down the country. Yeah. There's no fucker in them. They're yeah. all empty. Yeah, people just do not realise uh, the extent of the problem that we've got. Also, uh, coming down the tracks, we've got uh, the much feared collision with reality. Rishi Sunak says definitely uh, the furlough scheme ends in September, come what may. Uh, and they think four million people could suddenly be unemployed. Yeah. I mean, everybody sort of thinks, oh, it's bounce back Britain. Everything is cool. The economy is is trampolining back. You know, is it fuck? No. You know, we, we've got potentially millions of people unemployed. We've got millions of people being made homeless because they can't pay the fucking rent. Mm. Uh, and that's going to get worse at the end of June, isn't it? Yeah, the whole situation uh, is pretty disastrous. And we've been kept in a kind of false cocoon for the last 15 months because of all these government handouts, mm. all these government schemes. Already, uh, business owners are saying, oh, look, I, I, I can't even open yet. And yet the government are demanding that I pay back the loan I got from them. Uh, so everything about the false paradise that the government has created over the last 15 years is beginning to end. And it's going to end badly come September. And then people are going to find out the fucking mess we're yeah. in. And all those people right now say, oh, it's quite right to extend Freedom Day for four weeks. Mustn't be too daring. Got to be cautious. You fucking wait. Yeah, really? Cautious about what? Cautious about people dying of cancer. Cautious about people losing their jobs. Yeah. Cautious about people uh, who work for airlines that are shutting down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cautious about fucking what exactly? The economy is in the shitter. Yeah. And the other thing is that, uh, you know, they, the narrative that Boris and Sage uh, bombard us with to keep us terrified is, oh, if we aren't careful, there could be more deaths, more deaths, more deaths. I think the people of Britain are now, uh, at this point, we're going... So fucking be it. If there's going to be more deaths, we're going to have to get used to it. Well, we've we've got to get back to normal. First week of June, 52 deaths. That's the figure that we've just seen. Yeah. 52. Yeah. And it might right? rise. But well, I'm it might thinking, well do. I'm, but, you know, 1,200 or so a day is the number of people dying, yeah. right? So 52 in a week of yeah. COVID. Yeah. Is it's a, a joke. very small number. It's a fucking joke, and it's going to get should get fewer because of the vaccine. Uh, I, I just cannot get my head round why Boris is doing this, except for the fact that he has become uh, entrenched in a permanent state of fucking terror. Mm. Uh, partly, but I suppose because he had COVID. But these sage. But is it twats... not the th- you know I was saying this earlier though the the idea that, that <clears throat> if you've got say for example and we've all had them. An annoying girlfriend, right? Oh, uh, yeah, I feel uh, those, yeah. I mean, you know, and all she does is natter in your ear all the time about this, that and the other. Uh, and everything's yeah. a fucking problem. I don't like that bloke. He's a bit of a wanker. You know, why do you have to hang out with him? Why do you have to go out with him? And all this kind of thing, you know. Well, I don't like that other girl. She's off to you. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. But he's got these sage people like that in his ear all fucking day, right? Mm. And I think they've worn him down. Yeah. I wonder whether he's just incapable of saying no to them. And so when Witty comes into the room and goes, next slide, please, yeah. you know, Boris, we're all in terrible danger. You know, look at the numbers. Look at how they're going up. He's terrified of saying to them, look, fuck off. Get out of my fucking space. 
mm. and don't come back. Exactly. Go talk to somebody who gives a shit. Exactly. You know? He's now trapped in a cycle, and I reckon it will go on. You know, what was it, about three, four weeks ago, he's going, I can see no reason why the data stands in the way of us uh, taking back all of our freedom on June the 21st. He's now saying, I can see no reason from the data why we won't get all of our freedom back on July the 19th. Uh, I think we've heard this before. Yeah. That record is stuck, and it's going to be constantly stuck until that cunt works up the bravery and the courage to seize the day and yeah. say that's it this pandemic in terms of this country can end just with a declaration it's over we're not playing anymore yeah oh yes we understand that there are still people who are concerned about it and yes we get the fact that there are still some people who are catching this virus and going into hospital however we think, on balance, it's time to uh, reopen the economy. It's time to restart businesses. Mm. It's time to get the economy and the country back to normal. And, if three, and people uh, would understand that. And even those people who think that you know we need to be cautious, they you can't argue with that logic. Yeah, all these people who you think we, all these people are still quivering behind their front doors and think we need to carry on being cautious. Uh, then my bet is they're probably not employed. There are probably pensioners and things like that, so they've already got their money coming in. Oh, they definitely don't own companies. Uh, they're probably not sick with cancer, mm. waiting to get into an NHS hospital. They're all the people that are not affected yes. by the lockdown. Those of us who are affected by the lockdown, we've got to get our lives back, yeah. and we've got to get our freedom back. And all these cautious cunts, they've got to realise uh, this is about more than running away from a virus. Right. This is hardly even killing anyone. Yes. This is about our basic yeah. liberty. We and need to know, get it. Oh, Julie Hartley Brewer made a great point this morning when she was talking about who's self, who's really the selfish people in this yeah, equation. Yeah, them. Right? It's not the people like you and I who are telling people to get out there and spend your money and get back to normal, get your business back, go back to work, get back in an office. That's not being selfish. What's being selfish is stopping people from doing that. Yeah, exactly. No exactly. And thinking, oh, you know, my rights supersede other people's rights. People have a right to earn a living. They have a right to run their businesses. They have a right not to die from cash. Answer. Uh, if the NHS would just see someone who didn't have COVID for once in a blue fucking moon. Yeah. This is getting ridiculous. And those quivering twats behind their fucking front doors can go fuck themselves. Mm. The rest of us, we've got to get our lives back. We've got to get our liberty back. And we've got to stop this nonsense right fucking now. I know. And we are not, if we, are, uh, if we know anything about the way this government's been operating <coughs> in the past year, we are not going to get to July the 19th. And it's suddenly it's all going to be on, fine. Mike. How gonna, is it going to be fine? This fucking twat Johnson is going to keep this going <laughs> arse wipe I know what a fucking twat anyway uh, let's talk about something else because we'll just get depressed <laughs> yeah, gonna get we're just going to get fucking depressed I'll tell Steam you what, coming out let's of take the piss out ears. of the, uh, the BBC instead because the BBC is not exactly I don't think that'll itself. help <laughs> it's not covered itself in glory yet again it's yeah. another bad week you're talking week. to cunts let's go over you know, to the BBC it's another bad week for the BBC isn't them. it you know another bad week for the BBC director general to give up glue sniffing yeah. uh, after that awful thing that they did on the weekend where poor old Christian Eriksen had his cardiac arrest on the pitch and they just let the cameraman film yeah. not only him falling over which I suppose they couldn't really have helped but him then lying on the ground having CPR yeah. performed by yeah. the Danish captain who yeah. apparently is now being credited with saving his life then decided it's a great idea to keep filming while the cameraman films his wife who looks distraught partner, because she yeah, thinks yeah. he might have been dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's what the fuck are they led thinking? Led onto the pitch sobbing, thinking she's going to go and see her dead partner. Uh, I thought he'd died. 
And I thought, Jesus. Well, it was obviously very, very distressing yeah, uh, for everybody. Uh, and I thought, Jesus Christ, this is like millions of TV viewers uh, watching a man die yeah. live on television. Mm. Uh, this isn't really acceptable. And perhaps the BBC might have made a bit of a mistake mm. here. And you know, it's such a serious mistake at the BBC. Deputy heads will roll. Well, exactly right. But they also they did apologise, so you know that they're in trouble because they only ever apologise if they are in Why serious. Why are they shit. so fucking useless? Why well, couldn't they see that? I mean, I'm all for uh, not censoring the news. I'm all for letting people see what goes on. I don't. Uh, I, I don't worry too much about intrusiveness because I'm a journalist. Mm. I don't like privacy. I like disclosure. However, there are moments. There are moments. There are limits. Mm. A man dying while his partner sobs uncontrollably while he's being given CPR. Mm. Even I say no. Yeah. Enough. You, that, that is not. I'm I afraid. I mean, what kind of a well, cunt that made not, that decision? Well, hang on, that is also not what the public service broadcasters that we pay an awful lot of money to are supposed to be doing. What kind of an arsehole made that decision? Oh, I know, let's keep this one rolling. Mm. Unbelievable. Yeah, but Unbelievable. Can you imagine the scene? I don't know who's behind the cameras at the BBC when they cover the football. You'd like to think it's somebody fairly experienced. But if it's not, that would be my first question. Who the fuck did you have in charge there? My second question would be, if that person was incapable of making that decision, why were they? And four, three, why were they not told exactly what they should do in that situation? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you know, Fabrice Wamba and, and, and uh, you know, and now uh, Christian Eriksen, obviously very rare situations, mm-hmm. but... Not so rare that they're not going to happen again, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. it's very hot. I mean, all these games that they play in the summer, you know, incredibly hot weather, incredibly sort of... Um, and again, like all things the BBC doesn't like to talk about, they didn't really discuss it the following day. It was almost as if it hadn't happened. Yeah, well, you they, know, they it all just kind of went... It went from everybody being terribly shocked and saddened and, and, you know, speechless, which is not great if you're a broadcaster, because you're supposed to actually cover the story. They didn't seem to know what to do the following day. I mean, that's the point. Even as this um, horrendous drama was unfolding, where to all intents and purposes, it looks like we had witnessed a man die. Mm. uh, You know, I said to my wife, I said, Jesus Christ. I mean, she could give a fuck about football. Mm. I said, look at this. But even as hard-hearted as she is, (laughs) surely she must have felt some compassion. Well, no, no. I mean, I said, look at this. She went, Jesus Christ. Anyway, as it's unfolding, the commentators and Gary Lineker are saying nothing. No. They're just down and going, very... uh, very uncomfortable atmosphere at the moment, yeah. and, and you can see this. I said, "Jeez, I mean, what are we paying this guy a million quid he's for?" He's been by the given way. life to life, life to death resuscitation. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, this is dreadful. Then it finally cuts back to the studio mm. where Gary Lineker and his team of morons were completely overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. They said, "Well, that puts football into perspective, doesn't it?" I mean, that was about all they could but manage. What's the point of paying somebody the amount of money we pay him if that is not going to be something that he can handle? You know, I know, I know. And uh, if he can't handle it, then train him how to handle it. Yeah, I've give the job to Ian Wright, who tweeted, uh, "Cut to studio for fuck's yeah. sake!" Exclamation yeah. mark! Exclamation right. mark! Exclamation mark! It's not difficult. If Ian Wright can work it out, why couldn't the man in charge? Why couldn't uh, Gary Lineker handle the situation on a what's he on a million and a half a Something year? Something like that. I mean, he took, he remember famously he took a pay cut, Fucking so he was doing us all a favour. Way over a million. Though. Oh, it's way over. And a that's million, what yeah. you get for it—a man who can't handle all situations. No, exactly. 
and for that kind of money, you and also he anything. wants to be considered to be a sports television presenter. Yeah. Well, this is about sport. It's about a man uh, injuring himself while playing sport, possibly costing him his life, and he's got nothing to say. Journalist, really? Journalistically, Mike, uh, you know, if they had a team of intelligent journalists there, which they're supposed to be, I know they're former footballers mm. and all that, but they're hired as sports journalists. Yeah. Journalistically, it was not a tough situation to talk through. No. You know, if it was you and me, I'd say, well, that, you know, extraordinary that, uh, you know, a 31 year old, yeah. incredibly fit footballer should suffer a cardiac yeah. arrest. It shows that. Well, you, I mean, you, know, you don't even need to say that because at the time, I mean, we've all covered very, very serious stories uh, as they have broken. Mm. I mean, you know, but what you don't do is freeze. I mean, plenty I working... to talk about is my point. Yeah, no, very I mean, easy to talk yeah, about. The point is, it's you, it's not so much whether it's easy to talk about. The point is, is if you're paid to talk, that's your job. Yeah, well, it is easy to talk yeah. about. That's my point. I mean, you know, there's this guy on way over a million quid a year, absolutely stuck for words. All mm. he does brings football into perspective, yeah. doesn't it? What people die, yeah. compared to football. Yeah, uh, yeah, great I think point. So. And after five minutes, they cut. They just said, "Well, that's it. The game's yeah. off." And, and then, the game I'll wasn't even off. <laughs> To people also who I think sh- uh, should share a bit of our a burden of uh, of, uh, of pain here is UEFA, because I don't believe for a fucking second that UEFA made the decision to put the game back on, right, about an hour and a half later after consulting with the two teams, because the players uh, who were playing for Denmark on Christian Eriksen's side were obviously very distraught. Yeah. Now, it doesn't seem me, to me to be fair to say to them, OK, all back on the uh, back on the bus, you'll be fine. Because apparently they were still in tears, many of them, yeah. because they didn't know. I mean, although they knew he wasn't dead, he, they also still knew that he was very ill uh-huh. and that he was in hospital being treated for something that could have been incredibly serious and it could have killed him. And so the fact that Denmark play in their first game, one of their players has a cardiac arrest on the pitch. They are then forced to finish the game and they lose 1-0. I mean, that doesn't seem very fair to me. It really doesn't. I agree with that. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't want to mollycoddle uh, 200,000 pounds a week footballers, which many of them were. However, in those circumstances, as you, you quite right, mate, I mean, they were no, because uh, very if, justifiably I mean, distraught. It had I totally been, agree with you, mate. If it had gone a different way, because we were talking, break, we were talking the game about again, this. Yeah. Well, I think had he passed away, right, I think they'd have had to cancel the whole tournament. Yeah. I've, I think they would have had to. I don't think they would have done that. Well, yeah, but that would have been the right thing to do because uh, you know if you've got to, money you you can't it. say in one in one uh, ear, oh, it's uh, puts put football in perspective, then go anyway. Uh, so let's kick off the next game. Yeah, apart from all that, what do you think of the yeah, match? Yeah, have you got any more money for us? You, I yeah, mean, did, really, who was dominant? Do you see Cristiano Ronaldo? I bet you he gets into trouble uh, today. Apparently, he was put in front of the cameras for a press conference, and one of the sponsors of the tournament is Coca Cola. And he very famously doesn't endorse uh, fizzy drinks, right? So apparently he kind of removed the bottle of Coca-Cola that was in front of him and replaced it with water and said, you should only drink water. I think that's great. Yeah, good for him. You know, good fuck for him. you, UEFA. Yeah, but you know, uh, these yeah, are the people, by the way, that care about the fans. They would not have called the tournament off uh, because there's too much money at stake. They would have had to, surely. Well, ah, they could have just said we dedicate the rest. I of the mean, tournament. don't forget they, they they called it off last year. Yeah, I mean, this is the 2020 done, Euros. They wouldn't have done too much money at stake. Uh, no, listen, I, I, I'm as cynical as you are about it, but what I am saying is, that I think by, re, by by putting the players back on the pitch after an hour and a half, a I think that shouldn't have happened. Yeah, a I think decision. they should have null and voided the game or called it a draw. Of- 
and just moved and on. Full marks to Denmark for not kicking up a storm about it. I mean, yeah. they've, they've taken it in a very dignified way. Well, UEFA way. said that they agreed to carry yeah, on yeah, and play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, there's several ways of looking at that. It might have been that they said that. It might have been that the, t- the, 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 the coaches said that. Or it might have been that the FA said that. But I don't believe the footballers themselves would have said it, you know? Yeah. Anyway, when uh, Christian Eriksen comes out of hospital, what's the headline? Great Dane. <laughs> Very of good. Course. Thank you very much indeed. Well, apparently there's a picture of his thumbs up today, so he yeah. seems to no, be on I the mean, that, that is the happy is ending. Yeah. Oh, Christ, he didn't die. I know. But he may never play football again. Well, I don't um, think he will because for insurance reasons, uh, particularly yeah. as he plays for Inter Milan. So over there in Italy, apparently they have the tightest insurance uh, regulations in all oh, of football. Right? And this guy will not be allowed to play in Italy mm. again. And frankly, I don't think he'll play anywhere again. Uh, and I well, if you have, something like that happens to you, I mean... Would you buy him as if you're another Well, it's team, not only that, but you? would you want to play if, as, if you're the individual concerned? I mean, if you can have a cardiac arrest like that, you, you, it means yeah, you could have another all, It's all over for him. Shame, a great player. Yeah, great player. very good player. So, uh, well, let's talk about Scotland, if you want to cheer that yourself That fucking up. goalkeeper, <laughs> David Marshall. <laughs> Cunt. You're not playing for Partick Fistle you now, know, Hang on. We gave them the kiss of fucking death, right? Because we sat here last yeah. week saying, isn't it great? Scotland are going to be, uh, you know, not taking the knee. Uh, I'm going to be supporting them anyway when we do our show from the pub. Yeah. Um, and then you said, yeah, I think I'll fucking support them yeah, as well. because they were not and taking then, the knee. Yeah. And then they went, oh, well, we're going to take the knee. Yeah, we're just going only to. against England, but that was a, uh, a depressing and disappointing climb down. But that cunt, David Marshall, right? It's like if you're the goalkeeper, Dave, that's one of those stand uh, between the fucking posts. I mean, not in the well, they, well, circle. they do come out once in a while, but I yeah, mean, but he was not bit... in the centre circle. Yeah. The guy was miles out. I know it was a fantastic shot from just by the halfway yeah. line, and he hit it with such power that that poor idiot Marshall it was like sweet a complete prick running back for all his straight into the net so it's so I mean you know I was I was rooting for Scotland mm. whether or not uh, they took the knee because you know I, I like Scot- Scotland and I like Scottish people also Scotland England matches are always yeah, something yeah, special yeah and I, no but I wanted what. them to do well in the tournament mm. and uh, uh, you know but Typical Scotland. Uh, not only are they not doing well, they're doing very, very well, the badly great thing about on Scotland, a comedy level. But the great thing about Scotland, and my father taught me this when I was a very young child, he said they only ever do well when you don't expect them to. Yeah. You know, they never beat the teams they're supposed to beat. Um, they only ever beat the teams they're not supposed to beat. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think after that performance, though, it's pretty much they very clear. They all right against the Czech Republic at points. They played some good play. Uh, very bad finishing. So have you been captivated by it? What, by the Euros? Yeah. yeah. I've been watching a bit of it. Um, didn't, I mean, I wasn't uh, overawed by um, England against Croatia, but I thought it was a pretty good performance. Mm. And if, if we build on that, we could be quite a force in this tournament, although Italy looked very good. Italy looked great. Yeah. I think they're the best team yeah. I've seen so yeah. far. Yeah. Uh, I'd have but, to say. You know, I like it. I like it as a spectacle, but I've never got that worked up about England. Uh, I'm, I'm a club man. I don't really fucking care much about. No, I know. I know. I mean, it that is twat Southgate managing a woke boy. Yes, it is quite hard to uh, to get too worked up about supporting England as well. But uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I just I just don't really. I never have. I've always found it quite funny when they lose. Uh, but uh, I think they had a good start, and I think they've got a good chance. And if they do win, I, I guess I'll be cheering with the next guy. Yeah. Now we were uh, taking a piss out of Boris for being useless, but <laughs> he has uh, one advantage uh, in being useless. He's not as useless as Sakir Starmer. Fuck me. Who I seems mean, to be getting more useless with every passing week? Yeah, look, look, hey, look. It, the clue, Kia, is in the name. 
You're the leader of Her Majesty's opposition, as in oppose, oppose mm. the government. Don't support them. Uh, Boris's most loyal, fanatical followers are the Labour Party. Yes. Uh, the only opposition he gets is from his own backbenchers. So, I mean, fucking Keir Starmer and Labour announced that they'd support the extension to Freedom Day uh, before they even, even had the details. Yeah. I know. It's unbelievable, isn't it? But also, in addition to uh, all of the things that he gets wrong, he's now come to a point where he gets everything wrong. I mean, I don't think he said anything really, did he, about the G7 when it was going on? No. You know, why doesn't he take a stand on these things and say, you know, I completely disagree with our, our policy on this. I, instead of trying to make out that Boris Johnson's a bad leader... Well, it's pretty fucking rich coming from you, mate. His only line, yeah. his only line, and this is Labour's only line on Couldn't lead a uh, Bo dog. Boris uh, and his uh, leadership throughout the pandemic and the coronavirus crisis is, should have locked down two weeks earlier. Well, it's fucking it's 15 months ago. I don't care anymore, you dicks. That is <laughs> never going to have any traction with the public. It's too long ago. That's the only thing they can come up with. Yeah. And by the way, they, 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 they like to imply that if Boris had only locked down uh, days earlier, mm. say a week earlier than he did, we would have had no pandemic, no coronavirus problem. Absolute fucking bollocks. Yeah. You know, so... They're, they're, that's their only line of opposition. It's pathetic. It really is. It's bloody, absolutely, nothing pathetic. And the idea now that the two people who are in frame, uh, possibly for taking over, Andy Burnham and oh. fucking Sadiq Khan. Fuck. Sadiq Khan, who's completely fucked London, right? Who has completely ruined it. I was trying to come into work on public transport today for the first time in a while. And it turns out that without really making any sort of announcement whatsoever, they've shut off my street. Uh, to buses, right? Oh. Now, I normally take a bus. I normally get to Canada Water Station. Uh, I normally find myself, uh, you know, in the office pretty quickly, actually. Can, I could do it door-to-door in, -door in half an hour. But they've just stopped the fucking bus service because they've dug up the road up, up, up the road about 20, 20 yards away. Mm -hmm. And so the bus just doesn't go past my house anymore. Very... And there's no substitution for it. There's no there's no sort of replacement bus service for the fucking bus. He couldn't organise a hey? piss up in a fucking brewery. That guy. What a complete and transport twat. for London is only uh, surviving because the government has to keep. Well, it isn't it anymore, is it? Well, he's fucked it right up. You he's know. absolutely fucked it. And throughout the uh, lockdown, when there was nobody around, I mean, I know this because I was getting the tube in every day. Yeah, there's a tube train every two minutes. Yeah, uh, and uh, no one on board. But Buses infesting London, completely empty. Can't move for fucking just buses. to keep the drivers and the staff employed, yeah. uh, completely pointlessly throughout the lockdown. Uh, that's been his only contribution to TFL. Except I was hearing the other day uh, that sometimes they put the, the the trains 35 minutes apart because they've got enough people to man the offices because they're all working from fucking home. Uh, How can you run the tube network from home? Yeah, well, what are you doing today? Oh, I'm just going to run the tube network from my front room. Guy Fuck is, off. The guy is fucking hopeless. What he an is, absolute plank. He's four foot three inches tall <laughs> of uselessness. He really is. I mean, you can't really be heightest about it. Uh, but I mean, uh, he's just... I can, he, fucking dwarf. <laughs> Well, Cunt. you can, you can, but you're a very evil, cruel person because everybody calls little, you that on Twitter. Little bastard yeah. midget. I'll tell you what they should do with the buses, right? Move some of them out to fucking Sussex where there are no buses yeah. because oh, you try and get a fucking bus outside of London, yeah. there's one every fucking hour, yeah. right? My son's got this new job, I think I told you, he's working at a restaurant, um, but it's a bit of a hike to, for, from us. So we try to get to the point where we don't have to take him every time he goes because right. he's trying to work like three or four days a week, right? Uh -huh. So, you know, to make the trip twice in a day there and back, 
it uses up about half a t- tank of fucking petrol. <laughs> you know, so it's not very uh, cost effective. Yeah, yeah. It's only make you five quid an hour. I'm like, you can't even afford to pay for my fucking petrol. <laughs> you know, I said, can you not get a job a bit slightly fucking nearer the house? But anyway, so, you know, the bus goes um, once an hour, uh-huh. but every now and again, it, it's an hour late. And how does that work? How can well, you have a bus that only goes once an hour, but it's an hour late? Your rural Does that not mean system? they've cancelled the fucking bus, and the one that comes an hour later is the new bus, which would have come an hour later? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's a big problem in the provinces, the rural areas, provincial areas. You know, public transport is absolutely It's crap. shit. I mean, I've got What's to all say, this levelling up bollocks about, then? I've got to say that in London, uh, you know, we're infested with public There's too many buses. There's no, there's no, never anyone on them. Right. But at least... So why of, not put them out to the fucking shires? Well, because, uh, because uh, Sadiq Dwarf will insist on keeping them. <laughs> what is that his new name? Sadiq Dwarf. Carefully stop. You I don't get accused I, of being I've racist. I've got a good idea. I, I wouldn't, uh, like, I'd like to drive a bus over that little prick. Yeah. He's mentioned, in fact, in passing, that his uh, dad was a bus driver. Think that's yeah, why oh, put, fucking hell, what put, you mean every sentence? Yeah. you think that's why he's got so many fucking buses going around and around yeah, empty? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tribute in mem- to his it's dad. It's in memoriam of yeah. Mr. Carl. Jesus Christ. I'll tell you what else is shit as well. is the fucking trains, right? So my kids decided they want to go to Brighton on Sunday. So I took them and their mother. Uh, uh, the idea was we'll, we'll, we'll drive to a near... Because I said, you can't really park in Brighton. It's very tough. Yeah, I know, so, I know. I'll drive you to a nearby station, Hampden Park, which is just outside. Do you know, if you take the train to Brighton, you have to go through two stations twice. Like, you go forwards through it, back out, and back in again. And you're kind of going, what the fuck are you doing that for? You know, you go in sort of through towards Eastbourne and back out again. You go to Hampden Park twice. So you get on the train at Hampden Park, uh-huh. you go somewhere, and you come back. And you go, so I'm going, so it's two and a half fucking hours, right, to go by train from Brighton right. to get back to where we are in Sussex. I could drive it in 40 minutes. Jesus and you wonder Christ. why people are driving their fucking cars. Yeah. What about Biden, by the way? He wants to take cars out of the picture in America. Yeah, that'll work. Good luck what with chance, that, Joe. What chance you got of that? Yeah, yeah. You got, you got two hope. What, you Bob Hope and no fucking hope. Yeah, and he, of course, um, he doesn't want people to drive cars because it's good for the planet, but he likes to take short trips on board Air Force One. Well, also, whenever London he goes to out. Cornwall. Also, also, whenever he goes out, it's not one car, it's about yeah, 20 yeah. fucking cars. By the way, that G7, right? I mean, you saw them, you know. Gee whiz. All lining up. I mean, they, they line up for a photo. There's about 11 of them. You know, because old Ursula Vander Useless is there <laughs> and all those fucking idiots. Right. So they're all standing there and you think these are the important world leaders. Uh-huh. They just look like a bunch of wankers, they do. don't they? They really they do. They are wankers. And you know, I mean, they? as I say, I looked at them all and I got quite pissed off because I thought, imagine the amount of money that's being fucking wasted. Yeah, yeah. And it's our money. And, so and these wankers are telling us what to do, how to live, where to go, who to go with, when to fucking go. We yeah. should be telling them. They're, they're in a world of their own because here's the news, guys. Nobody's listening to you. No, nobody, fucking nobody is. Cunt. They are fucking useless. Joe Biden, what a wanker. I know. You know, he wants to spend $1.2 trillion rescue plan for COVID. Which is not his money And now either. his budget, he wants to spend $6.2 trillion. Uh, this will trigger definitely 100% uh, a rampant inflation, not only in America, but probably mm. all over the world. He could he could wreck the world economy yeah. with this nonsense. Fucking, fucking old idiot. <laughs> Fucking ancient, senile <laughs> dickhead. It is fucking useless, isn't it? Look at him. It's just it's Jill Biden going, Joe, Joe, What's this that? way, this yeah. way. Is that Joe? Yeah, yeah. Hey. Is that you say? He makes that speech to the troops. He goes, yeah, yeah, so now, yeah, I keep forgetting I'm president. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, we, we can't. Unfortunately, forget. we can't. Well, yeah. I mean, I used to say that about Reagan, you know, when he went into... Um, 
uh, one of those homes and he because he had Alzheimer's and unfortunately you know poor old Ronald Reagan can't remember that when he was president and I said well unfortunately the rest of us can <laughs> but actually I thought he was quite a good president yeah, he, was a, he was a good president compared yeah, to this yeah, fucking idiot yeah, yeah I mean it, when he arrived on Air Force One in Suffolk at, at um, Mildenhall Milden Hall, yeah. where the American Air Base is uh, you know he makes a speech to the troops there and he goes uh, he goes I'm gonna meet with Putin and I'm going to tell Putin what he needs to know. Putin, what I, you know, what he needs to know. Yeah, and, they, and they all go, go <laughs> yeah. they all applaud that. And he goes, the greatest threat to America is climate change. Stony silence. Yeah. No, it's not, you old dickhead. I know. Of course, it's not. Idiots. It's China. Yeah. And he likes them. Well, it's not the fucking climate. That's for damn the, sure. The climate in America is rather nice, it yeah. seems to me. I'd yeah. quite like to go on a fucking holiday, if yeah, you don't yeah, mind. Yeah. Let's have a bit more global warming, get nicer weather in Britain. Yeah. I like How about opening like... up? I mean, that's the other thing. They were supposed to open up a fucking global travel corridor yeah. so we can go to America. What fucking happened to that? No way. You know, Dickheads. He, well, he's like uh, Boris Johnson, isn't he? Scared of his own shadow. He won't open anything up. Doesn't like, even recognise his own shadow. <laughs> What's that? It's a shadow, Mr. President. <laughs> what? Useless old dickhead. <laughs> anyway, fuck him. Fuck, fuck them. Fuck everyone. Yeah, exactly. See you next week. <laughs> Say, for example, and we've all had them, an, an annoying girlfriend, right? Oh, uh, yeah, I've uh, those, yeah. I mean, you know, and all she does is natter in your ear all the time about mm. this, that and the other. Yeah, and everything's yeah. a fucking problem. I don't like that bloke. He's a bit of a wanker. You know, why do you have to hang out with him? Why do you have to go out with him? And all this kind of thing, you know. Well, I don't like that other girl. She's after you. But he's got these sage people like that in his ear all fucking day, right? Mm. And I think they've worn him down. I wonder whether he's just incapable of saying no to them. And so when Witty comes into the room and goes, next slide, please. Yeah. You know, Boris, we're all in terrible danger. You know, look at the numbers. Look at how they're going up. He's terrified of saying to them, look, fuck off, get out of my fucking space and don't come back. Go exactly. talk to somebody who gives a shit. He's absolutely fucked it. And throughout the uh, lockdown, when there was nobody around, I mean, I know this because I was getting the tube in every day. Yeah, there's a tube train every two minutes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, no one on board. Buses infesting London, completely empty. Can't move for fucking just buses. to keep the drivers and the staff employed, yeah. uh, completely pointlessly throughout the lockdown. Uh, that's been his only contribution to TFL. Except I was hearing the other day uh, that sometimes they put the, the, the trains 35 minutes apart because they haven't got enough people to man the offices because they're all working from fucking home. Oh. How can you run the tube network from home? Yeah, well, what are you doing today? Oh, I'm just going to run the tube network from my front room. The guy Fuck is, off. The guy is fucking hopeless. What he an is, absolute place. He's four foot three inches tall <laughs> of uselessness. He really is. I mean, you can't really be heightest about it. Well, but I mean, uh, he's just... I can, fucking dwarf. <laughs> Right, good morning. Good morning. Uh, welcome to the radio. Is that fucking cunt Johnson? <laughs> he is a fucking cunt. Though, well, I don't he? know what the fuck he's thinking. 